live from the NixCast Phanthropological Institute, we're going to dump all the pieces on the floor and see if we can't find a podcast about LEGO fans. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Phanthropological, the podcast that brings the fan's eye view to you. Thank you for listening. And if you are listening, let us know how you are listening. Facebook or Twitter, at the NixCast. Uh, let us know in all the different uh, platforms you might be hearing us on. We are going to do a podcast about LEGO fans today. And here with me to do that are my two best friends, Nick T. I'm an a-hole. I'm sorry, that's um, that actually means something. I'm not just a jerk. Uh, I am an adult hobbyist of LEGO. Although, I've probably fallen out of that, so maybe I'm not an a-hole. And Z? I'm just an adult? <laughs> Glad you're with us, Z. <laughs> <laughs> Teamwork. <laughs> that was the um, that was the wanted ad for the next cast, by the way. <laughs> wanted one adult. <laughs> <laughs> and Z, answer the call. Yep. I saw I saw the ad on Craigslist and uh, I could not refuse. A whole orange for one episode. I'm in. <laughs> Little tiny asterisks like people named Nick need only apply. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just get I mean, that out of there. I mean, we have we have the quorum of three. We should leave leave the ad up there a little longer. See if anyone else replies. See if we four can. next. That's ridiculous. That could never happen. It's. I don't think it ever will. Mm. No, probably not. This week, we are talking about Lego. And as usual, we're not talking about the thing Lego. We're talking about the fans of Lego. Um, if you did not know already, Lego is a children's toy, or arguably an adult's toy, what? that was created in 1949 by a Danish family that had actually started by um, making wooden toys and then started making uh, Lego bricks. I believe that it is made up of the two like it's made up from two danish words legot which is uh play well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. apparently lego in latin also translates to something interesting about building things mm. i put together yeah that's what it is yeah. i put together yeah mm. cool um and we're not talking so much about Lego. we're talking about its fans which as i learned one there's actually a huge number of afols or adult fans of lego uh, and also that there's a ton of terminology and building tricks and just there's actually a huge world of Lego fans out there. Let's uh, let's start with the the terminology for fans of Lego. Uh, <laughs> yes, that'd be a good start. I as I said earlier, um, I think this one's tongue in cheek. A H O L a hole adult hobbyist of Lego, but probably more common AFOL adult fan of Lego. Um, according to my new favorite page, the <laughs> Lego glossary on brothersbrick.com. That's brothers-brick.com. Um, there's a full adult fan of Lego, a whole adult hobbyist of Lego, ALE adult Lego enthusiast, hmm. and ALH adult Lego hobbyist. I guess depending on your preferred term for a person who's like interested in a thing. But they also all have acronyms. <laughs> Apparently, AFOL has been around since mid-1990s. It started in use on rec.toys.lego, which is a Usenet group. Oh, wow. Which, I mean, I'm not going to say, 
like in modern terms that's like ancient Mm -hmm. as far as the internet goes that's like the beginning of the internet the dawn of the internet but like that's interesting because that means that people have been adult fans of lego for a long time i mean probably as long as lego has existed Mm -hmm. but as definitely as long as we think of modern fandom having existed yeah yeah which makes sense i mean if we sort of set modern fandom as starting like if we set it as early as starting around star trek days when star trek was first coming out and all that then um kids who were playing with lego in the late 1940s when it first came out would have been adults around that time so there you go Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the math checks out the math checks out (laughs) Yeah, it's been around for a long dang time. And uh, in terms of, you know, playing with Lego as they were kids, or, or, or A-foles, as it were, did anyone else come across the term Dark Ages? Mm. Yes. I saw it a few times, but apparently I never read ahead to actually figure out what it was. Just like the drastic terminology. <laughs> Dark Ages. Okay. From BrothersBrick.com, the glossary. A period in a Lego fan's life when he or she sets aside Lego in favor of school, dating, motor vehicles, or other non-Lego pursuits. <laughs> Many fans put their Lego wow. collections in storage or sell them during their Dark Ages. They have, a, they have a period of time where you are away from Lego and then return. Yep. I mean, and I, I kind of like that. I, I do too. It, 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 makes it, it makes a little narrative out of it. It must be a common thing, though, you know. Oh, time to put away these childish things. Yeah. Actually, these childish things are pretty dope. I'm going to take them back out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, even just thinking about other fandoms, right? Like, uh, G, well, actually, both of you, uh, you know, we were a lot more into anime in the past. Mm-hmm. G is trying to break that trend, and I am following in G's footsteps, which is interestingly enough how that all started. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But. <laughs> but I can imagine the dark ages being times that I wasn't watching anime because I was working or, or doing anything like that. Or just times when I wasn't participating in any fandom as the dark ages. That's really cool from a narrative perspective. Yeah. I mean, I have a dark ages for, for anime. I have a dark ages for wrestling as well. Another thing I'm a hey. huge fan of. But yeah, I like it. Also, the gray ages. Oh, The gray ages? I, yeah. I did not come across that at all. This might be there's a lot there's a lot of stuff in this glossary. Hmm. I said my favorite. I'll be referring to it many times. A <laughs> uh, period in a Lego fan's life when he or she steps away from actively building or participating in Lego community, but retains interest in Lego and does not sell their connection. So just like Ooh. when when their fandom takes a more passive uh, bent. Yeah, I guess that's probably more accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Most people don't have dark ages so much as they have gray ages. <laughs> Well, like if you sell, if you're like, ah, oh, gotta get this Lego out of here, it's kid stuff. <laughs> I guess it constitutes a dark age, but. Yeah. Did either of you come across Kebab? No. Kebab. I thought it was no. great. Okay. Kebab is kid with a bunch of bricks. <laughs> I thought that one was fun. That's good. I like that. It was really cool to do the research and coming across some of the different trivia that we came across. We mentioned a few of those things. Um,. I found two interesting tidbits, one which is more fan-related, but the other one I just can't give up. I just got to bring it up on the cast. Okay. Did you know that Lego is the largest tire manufacturer in the world? What? Yeah. Because they're rubber tires. They're little tiny rubber tires. 
Oh, man. <laughs> They're the largest. They make over 306 million tiny tires in a year. <laughs> oh, for those mini figs. That makes them the largest. Of the, like, that's ridiculous. Wow. Uh, Technicalities. But the the mm-hmm. thing that I, I thought was really interesting from a fan perspective, Lego has this idea of a Lego certified professional. Did either of you come across that? Yeah. Uh, no. C says yes, G says no. I'm going to keep going. Yeah, just go on. Go yeah, for it. that's fine. So Lego Certified Professionals, uh, it's like a community-based program. And it's made up of Lego hobbyists, probably AFALs, uh, who've turned their passion for building and creating with Lego bricks into a full-time or part-time profession. Mm. Um, but they're not Lego employees. But they are recognized by Lego Group as trusted business partners. Um, not knowing specifically about what they are, I assume they're kind of like the the five hundred first yeah. with Star Wars. Okay, yeah. Uh, although I guess the difference is these people might be like actually vendors or things like that, whereas the five hundred first is a nonprofit. But the same idea, where you have this organization that's kind of close to the source, but not the source itself. I yeah. From from what I saw of these uh, certified Lego fans, these certified blockheads, so to speak. Certified blockheads. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Was was that they weren't so much selling things? I mean, I, I didn't come across a whole lot of them. I only saw a few sites where they were mentioned. Um, but not so much that they were selling things as they were reviewing things. Or they were super notable, very well-known in the community builders who I, I guess would kind of just put up displays in the name of Lego. Like dis- displays of, of their MOCs, their My Own Creations. Oh, that's what that stands for. Yeah. I saw a really cool my own creation on um Lego used to have this site called Lego Cuso or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think it got turned into ideas.lego.com, which you definitely should check out. That's how um That's one I had I had marked as well. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Uh, it is a site I think it's kind of like you you post your MOC yep. of like a a thing that you think should be a kit and mm-hmm. then if it gets enough votes then Lego will make it a kit. Hmm. Ghostbusters had that happen with the Ecto-1. Okay. Oh, wow. And all the new Ghostbusters minifigs. One really cool one I found was for the Tachikoma from Ghost in the Shell. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Uh, and I read through it, and the person is like, Lego was like, oh, so we reviewed your post, and we're, even though it's really popular, and we're not going to make this because it, because Ghost in the Shell doesn't really fit our brand guidelines for the kind of thing we want Lego to be, and probably also some issues with getting it licensed. Yep. Hmm. And then the person was they they were saying it's like, you know what, if you want, we could you could um take your design and modify it so it's like the same style, like the same theme, but obviously not exactly the same. Mm-hmm. So they did that. They made these like spider like robots. Uh but then Lego was like, Well, we thought about it and you know, other groups have had similar problems where the the MOC that they've made doesn't really fit with our brand guidelines, and we didn't really extend them the chance to do what we did with you guys. So, sorry. <laughs> but it was an interesting story because I learned so much reading about that, that, like, one, Lego really cares about that, and it, it was really popular, and they reviewed it, and they had brand guidelines, and I don't know, it was really interesting because somebody put their... You can put up your MOC, yeah. and then it can be... A kit that you can go to a store and buy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, I was reading about like when the surge in Lego popularity happened, 
circa 99 when they started to introduce the Star Wars Lego. I think it was the first IP that they had on board. I think so. Up until then, they didn't. They they had never wanted to have weapons <laughs> in a Lego set. Yeah, but there were swords. <laughs> were they? Yeah, maybe it was in, guns in the they castle. Oh, bit. guns. Could yeah, be. in the in the castle set from the original sort of th- themed sets, there would have been. Um, I think there were swords, halberds, and spears. Mm. Oh yeah, there were definitely those things. Yeah, I actually came across an article that uh, talked a little bit about that specifically. And um, the point that they were making in that piece was that since the release of the castle set, I want to say in the 80s, year on year, the the amount of of weapons or of violence as defined by the presence of weapons increased by something like 7%. Ooh. Like just in general in the well, world? Well, no, w- within Lego, specifically within Lego. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> Do you measure Lego violence? And, well, the... The, the Lego PD? <laughs> <laughs> I was hey man, I had the Lego PD. Gotta get, gotta get into the Lego PD storage to see all those seized goods. No, um, well, what they, what the people who did this study set out to do was to try to study violence in toys over time, and you know they tried, it, they thought about using other toys, but none of them really worked because none were quite as consistent as Lego is, and so they decided to go with Lego. They looked into it. They saw a fairly steady increase of violence over time in Lego. And when they brought this up to Lego itself, um, the explanation basically was that, well, we've got to compete with video games. We've got to compete with all these violent TV shows. So we're just just trying to hang in there, trying to stay competitive. Man. Yeah. Which Lego did you guys have? Oh man. Um, ice planet. Yeah. Ice planet. Um, Hydro. Whatever that underwater the, one was. The underwater was. one the underwater was like one. mainly blue and yellow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other underwater one that wasn't the fancy crystal things, but like the Jacques Cousteau bubble submarine thing. Oh, yeah. Thing. I think I had that one too. Uh, I had a random Technic set that was a drag racer that you could pull back <laughs> and and let go and it would uh, zoom off. Cool. Dang. Which, which you could modify to make into like a spinning top thing, <laughs> which I did. I also had Space uh, Police. Ooh, space! I had some kind of space. There was there. There was a space one that was like before space place, but I don't think I had anything before that. I think I had a random police station, uh, (laughs) a random pirate ship. Yep, had a couple of hot rods, I think, or something. (laughs) Uh, My friend's like town is where it's at, and and I believed him, (laughs) but I don't know why. He was he was wrong. (laughs) He was objectively. Uh, I had the train. Ooh, oh, I did too. Man, one of the battery operated trains. No, you plugged it into the wall. Okay. Yeah. And it was it had a track. Oh. You could probably electrocute yourself <laughs> mildly. Well. It was fine. Probably did. <laughs> no childhood. Yeah, I definitely had, definitely had that train as well. Well, easy. Um, I don't remember that train. The most distinctly remembered set that I can think of is the underwater set with the, the yellow and the blue. And then I think mm-hmm. I remember having a lot of just random stuff. I think bot. Oh wait, I had a snow did, speeder. Did you have, did, oh, nice. Oh. I don't think I got any of the Star Wars stuff. Er, no, I don't think I did. I think uh, I think I dropped out uh, before the the IPs came in. Yeah. See, did you have the bucket? Oh, like the I bucket think, shaped like a brick. I think we did. Just like the dang old like here's a bunch of pieces. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we did. Yeah. We also had some older pieces as well, like the the green um, mat and all that. 
Yeah. Um, I also had the brick separator. The, the best brick piece of separator? all. Oh, the little gray piece that you it used. It looks like a shoehorn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was super effective. Unfortunately. It was super effective. No, no I did not have that. Oh, man. I just had to use, use a butter whatever knife was for, to hand. Yeah. Like your teeth? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes. I headbutted into submission. <laughs> Oof. Did either of you guys come across the acronym BURP? No. Bricks up replay. <laughs> Brian earns rat. You know what? No, I did. I did not. You want to give it? You want to give it a shot, Z? Sure. Bricks under Ron Paul. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's bricks under Ron Paul. <laughs> it was a popular Standard. political campaign in the Ron late nineties. <laughs> He's, he had a one, you know, when he was in Minnesota, he stood on a bunch of Lego bricks <laughs> to show he wasn't afraid. Yep. With his shoes off. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. His, his entire uh, two hour speech <laughs> standing on Lego. I had this nasty habit of forgetting the name of an actor after I've said their name so many times. <laughs> Who played Batman in the Lego Batman movie? Will Arnett. Will Arnett. Mm. Oh my goodness. I don't know why I forgot that. Apparently Will Arnett showed his strong will before the movie had premiered by walking across a whole bunch of Legos. Lego. Not Legos. Legos. Oh, I do I do have a shotgun next to me in case anyone says Legos again. Okay. So. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, walked across a bed of Lego uh, on like Conan O'Brien or something like that <laughs> to show that he was worthy of being Lego Batman. <laughs> I'll, I'll add this. I'll this one last one last plug for Pro Wrestling Gorilla, the best darn in wrestling indie promotion there is. Uh, there's one one match. It was like anything goes hardcore. You know, often barbed wire is used, thumbtacks are used. Uh, and at one point, they dumped a bunch of Lego onto the onto the mat, and one guy got power bombed on it, and the crowd Ooh. sold it like he died. <laughs> like, <laughs> You're talking about, about burp, though. Yeah, every. I'm just saying, everyone stepped on a Lego piece. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's no good. No. It's no good. It's no Burp good. Stands for Big Ugly Rock Piece. Big Ugly Rock Piece? Oh, yeah. is that the gray thing that has yeah, when like you, a... When you'd get um, in castles, you'd get like thing and it's just like a part of the wall. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And um, it is generally poo-pooed by, uh, by builders can't be used for anything yeah it just it kind of just is a wall whereas you could you could sort of integrate your own your own ideas if you used individual bricks for it ah mm-hmm. uh, sorry g just sent the link and i know exact and i knew exactly what he was talking about before he sent it uh those were yeah they were good for taking two of them putting together and having a big ugly rock <laughs> that's true uh but yeah, because like in Lego, you got your builders and you got your collectors in your in your A falls. Ah, so um, yes, maybe now is a good time to talk about the why of Lego fans. Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay, I'm gonna go in a completely different direction because we've been talking a lot about A falls, like you know they're quote normal fans that like things and make things related to the thing they sure. like. Mm-hmm. But I also found out 
that there's a seedy underbelly. And by that, I mean a totally normal, also <laughs> part of any other fandom of collecting, but not collecting in the sense that we'd talk about, say, uh, Barbie or other things like that. Collecting in the sense of making the money. Ooh. Oh, collecting. So, I found out this completely by accident. I was going through Facebook and I, um, uh, Wealth Simple is a company that helps you manage your money. Yep. And they had an article that I thought was definitely supposed to be a joke <laughs> that was entitled, How to Invest in, it says Legos. <laughs> Gee, I, kn- I know you've got things to do, but just stem the tides <laughs> of rage until after the episode. It says so you, how got to a, invest- you got a shotgun sound effect? I mean, when you edit. <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, go on. Uh, how to invest in Legos and make a bazillion dollars. And so I read through this article and I thought it was just going to be like a metaphor about, you know, how to how to invest using Legos as a metaphor. And I was completely wrong. It is actually about how to make money selling Lego. And it has some completely ridiculous things that are true. Like, apparently, pristine sets... Um, like, if you bought a brand new set of Lego, mm-hmm. like a good set, which if you want to figure out what the good sets are, go and read that article. <laughs> but if you buy a pristine set, it will increase in value by, like, approximately 12% annually, which is what? better than shares and gold. Wow. Better wow. than shares and gold. What is... That is ridiculous. Uh, I also found out that there are Lego investment sites like BrickPicker.com. Man. I also found out Things like the cost of Lego is actually been pretty constant over time. You might think that it keeps getting more expensive, uh, but it hasn't. The average price for a Lego set has actually remained roughly constant from an article on The Nerdist called Notoriously Expensive Lego Prices Scale Linearly and Remain Constant Over Time, mm. which was interesting. It, it, that was another interesting article that talked about uh, Lego in, from a different perspective. Like, every set basically costs linearly more depending on the number of pieces yeah. more pieces more expensive yeah well well it's like sorry it's a bit of a tangent but it reminded That's me okay. like i keep thinking about like like the price of video games and it's like not different like like video games always cost like 60 to 80 bucks yeah like i keep thinking oh they're so expensive nowadays but they're not they're actually probably a little cheaper mm. because of the yeah, maybe depending the, the yeah. amount and variety you know yeah yeah but so in this research, I found out that there's this entire part of Lego fans who are actually just making money. And I assume that it's not strictly about the money because you could collect any number of things to make money. Yes. But there's an entire community in that regard. So I'm going to I'm going to mm. say that obviously the only why between behind Lego fans is a love of money yep. and nostalgia. <laughs> and um and uh, making money, making lots of money. Yep. Uh, I'm not sure if either of you found actual reasons why. No, <laughs> I can't. I can't commit to this. Nostalgia bit. <laughs> with a dollar sign because Lego doesn't have an S. <laughs> hey, it doesn't. Or Man. or oh, ooh. How about this? G. Uh, hold off on the shotgun yes. for one second here. Legos with a dollar sign because they're not real fans of Lego, or are they? Not if they're saying Legos. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, in all seriousness, maybe one one argument for like why are people fans of Lego is actually 
the investment side of things. Mm-hmm. There could be like a whole because there are people that like to like tweak the numbers and and whatnot. I'm gonna I'm not gonna say that's a strong why, but I'm gonna say that could be one of the whys. I think that feeds very well into something that I sort of put together. I didn't really see this anywhere, you know, called out specifically. But, you know, reading about people going through Dark Ages, reading about people who were voracious lovers of Lego when they were kids, and then they fell out of it because of, you know, significant others or cars or jobs or whatever, and then they get back into it later in life. Lego itself seems like this this toy that doesn't just stay as a, as a toy. When you're a kid, you play with it. When you're a little bit older, it becomes an art medium. So it's almost like this thing that grows up with you. Yeah. Um, actually, I have a little quote here from the local.dk in, uh, in Denmark. Hmm. There's going to be a huge Lego playhouse built by an architecture firm there. Okay. Uh, at the HQ. The architecture firm is Bjark Ingels Group, so big. So Bjork Ingels, Big's founder, has described the effect as resembling a cloud of interlocking Lego bricks. For us, the Lego brick embodies the notion of systematic creativity. <laughs> he said when construction began in 2014, the rigor and rationality of the Lego brick allows children of all ages infinite possibilities to create their own worlds and to inhabit them through play. Yeah. Now, that was not as I thought when I originally read it, someone from Lego. That is um, the head of the architecture firm. Mm-hmm. But being a head of an architecture firm, he must have an appreciation for all things Lego. Yeah, and that's actually one of the apparently one of the core values that uh, that uh, Ole Kirk Christiansen, the guy who came up with it, Lego came up with Lego in the first place, wanted to imbue Lego with that idea of a limitless creativity, systematic oh. creativity. No, systematic fantastic. wasn't in the word, wasn't in his words. No, so. no, but I'm just saying, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, since this is the perfect point to bring this up, I actually found out a really interesting fact about Lego bricks. Oh, what's that? If you took six eight-stud Lego bricks, the regular bricks, how many combinations do you think that there are? Hmm. I would say that there are... How many are... combinations? Cool. Yeah, 48. <laughs> um, 5,000. There are 915 million. Ah, just oh. a little bit off. Because <laughs> you can put each brick on any of the studs and, like, multiply that by eight and... Ugh. Yeah. I mean, that's... I guess with the with the regular eight brick studs, there's only so many things. But you can also do, like, studs not on bricks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where you can take, like, flat pieces and wedge them between... I don't know. I just talking about the limitless play. I was just surprised. It's like, yeah, we'll take some simple things and how many combinations? Oh, that's a lot of combinations. Mm -hmm. Now there are. It is discouraged for like, like anything, any construction to put stress on a Lego brick. Basically, like using it incorrectly. Okay. But there are pieces that let you go, go like a half brick off, or half stud off. What? To like, you know, so that just multiplies everything. <laughs> Half stud offset, yeah. A building technique that allows a Lego fan to build without regard to the standard alignment of studs on a plate. Um. Oh, like if you take a round piece and wedge it in between like a regular two by two stud. Mm-hmm. Right, you can get it. You can kind of realign everything. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Man. 
I mean, I, do, I don't play with Lego. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I think we're well past that. Yeah. Um, so I'm hearing creativity. Yeah. Uh, actually, that was a common theme in a lot of the things that I read was the creative aspect. Yeah. I Actually, that's pretty evident in all the MOCs too, right? Like, yeah. in the research that I, I did, a lot of what I found were, here's a really cool thing that I made as a as an adult fan of lego and i'm like okay but like where's the community and it's like right here's this cool thing i made well and here's this other cool (laughs) thing i made when i was when i was doing my research i came across this site called uh simply brick nerd and on the site i just you know kind of scoped out the about and on the about there's just a list a long list of contributors and um little bios for each of them and one after the other, they mentioned in some way, shape, or form, not only using Lego for uh, some sort of artistic expression, but also finding and sharing other people's creations. One one guy in particular, actually, uh, Philip, mentioned that not only was he fascinated by the infinite possibilities that Lego provides, he is also daily impressed by the community's creative uses of Lego. It's like this machine where all of the individual parts, all the individual Lego fans can express their creativity in in infinite ways, practically. And then all the other parts can also see that creativity and be inspired by it. Uh, As we go back to to the old glossary, as I have many times, we have another acronym, NPU. Okay. Nice part use. (laughs) An unexpected way to use a Lego element in a model. Yeah. Often overused <laughs> in praising a Lego creation. Oh, I mean, judging from Shots that, fired. judging from that bio, Philip might be using the uh, the NBU a little little uh, freely. But I think that that's a big part of the community building around Lego. That fans of it get together and they see what other people are doing, and that inspires them to try it on their own or to just simply share. Because another thing I noticed on Brick Nerd was that sort of in their mission statement, they mentioned that part of what they want to do is they want to share um, the stories that builders have behind their interest in Lego. But there are also a lot of photographers who are contributors. And so they use that skill to also express their love of Lego. Mm-hmm. So because it's this, it's, well, if you see Lego as an artistic medium, it's like... It's like writing or painting or or anything. It's literally using building blocks. Yeah. Like it's 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 real life Minecraft. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> if we want to well, go backwards. Oh man. Do you wanna you wanna complete the circle? There is Lego Minecraft. Oh what? Man. There's Minecraft Lego rather. Buy <sighs> <laughs> one of those pristine Minecraft Lego sets now. Give it about 50 years, and those diamonds... Set on a gold mine. Yeah, exactly. Those diamond bricks will be worth diamonds. I mean, pick a small enough diamond, and <laughs> you might be fine regardless. <laughs> I mean, if you have the... What is it? If you have the Millennium Falcon, <laughs> then hey, you're not doing too bad. Hey. What about the Outrider? <laughs> do they do Shadows oh, of the Empire? <laughs> I don't think they did. I was like, Outrider? That sounds familiar. It's like, no, that's not a thing. Yeah. Not in Lego, anyway. 
well, they didn't really. Shadows of the Empire came before the whole Lego, yeah, Star Wars kind of stuff. Just, mm-hmm. oh, just barely, yeah, yeah. Um, did you guys know that Duplo and Lego fit together? No, I, I did. You guys not, know what Duplo is? I, yeah, yeah, it's the big oversized Lego. Yeah, yeah, it's made by the same company, but I didn't know that they interacted. Yeah, because it's like the idea was like you know Duplo's for kids. Yep. Right, like like smaller yeah. smaller kids, yeah, it's easier easier for them to put together and stuff. And they're like, oh, but it also interacts with Lego, so it can like ease the transition mm. when they move on to just Lego. I had both, and I never knew that they interacted. <laughs> I could see the bottoms, like if you take a four by four and connect it to like a single stud Duplo block. Yeah, but I mean, you can't do it on the top because it's a big <laughs> round dome. Yeah. You could just make really big turrets on your castles. Oh no, those are mega those are mega blocks you're thinking of. I don't think Duplo I has the but... same studs. Hmm. Uh, this is the part in the show <laughs> where T looks up Duplo because he thought he knew, but he didn't. Maybe. Who knows? Am I thinking of the same thing? Nobody Oh wait, they are slightly they're smaller than I thought. Hmm. Oh, so then yeah, it would it would all connect up together. <laughs> I mainly made guns. <laughs> Out of Duplo. That makes me think of Connects, but that's a story for another time. <laughs> Man. But see, what you might be thinking of is a clone. Clone? Which are construction toys which are compatible with Lego. Okay. Created and sold at lower cost, designed to compete with Lego. Hmm. Uh, considered off limits by most Lego fans. Well. Ooh. Yeah. I'll just throw all these Lego toys out then. <laughs> I mean, you're talking, you're talking Mega Blocks, the ones that were all like pastel colors, I think. Yeah. Often imitated, never replicated. I mean, it almost is. <laughs> <laughs> Legally distinct. <laughs> One of the things that I was really fascinated by um, when I came across it, we've already talked a little bit about it was this whole concept of the Dark Age. So I did a little bit of digging on Reddit to try to figure out... Well, I was hoping to try to figure out what brought people into their Dark Age, but I wound up finding more about what brought them out of it. What I did find about what put people into their Dark Age, we've already kind of touched on. The whole idea that, you know, oh, Lego's a kid's toy. I have more important things to do in my teenage life than sit around and play with Legos um, and that sort of thing. (laughs) (laughs) But what got people back into it were, you know, stressful times in their lives where they needed to unwind and they just happened to have, uh, I don't know, remembered enjoying Lego and they like bought a set or something. Um, some people said that they got back into it when they saw a very specific set that was related to an IP, like the Arkham Asylum set was apparently a pretty big one. Also, a lot of the Star Wars sets. Some people got into it because... Um, they saw a set that crossed over with one of their adult interests. Like, one person on Reddit mentioned that they got back into uh, Lego once they learned about Lego's motorcycle sets. Because this person loved Lego as a kid, and then really got into motorcycles as an adult. So because there's that like groundwork for Lego, that foundation that was already built, they just were able to slot it right in with their adult interest as well. Oh, dang. Yeah. I also found the three-part story, The Evolution of a Lego Addict, 
The third part, I think, is probably the most interesting for our purposes. In the third part, the uh, poster reveals that they they realize that they were always obsessed with collecting. You know, whether it was in World of Warcraft or like various um, 90s sort of trends like Battletech or Battle Pets, both of which I'm not really familiar with, but I believe were things. Um, <laughs> and ultimately, ultimately, um, they're getting back into Lego as an adult who had very few personal obligations and were making a decent amount of money was that they got into these search by build cycles simply as a stress reliever. Mm. So there's like that consumerist angle to it as well, but it's not just buying something and feeling good about it. It's buying it and then building it. So there's that, that creativity and that like sense of accomplishment built into it as well. Like, Real physical interacting with the thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah instead of buying an EV and putting it on or whatever. Yeah. Because not only are there models, there are B models. Mm-hmm. Um, which, have, which have been in there for a while now. Yeah. Um, in, the, in the instructions, let's throw, throw out a couple other ideas of things you can also make. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sometimes they wouldn't even have instructions. They would just be a picture. <laughs> I, de- I definitely yeah. remember trying to make them just from the picture. <laughs> Sometimes possible. Sometimes, yeah. I made one thing, mm-hmm. mostly out of ice... Ice castle? Ice planet? Ice planet. Ice planet, yeah. 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 I made one thing, and I'm like, this is better than any of the pre, like, <laughs> like pre-organized sets that I bought, and also better... Than anything I will ever build again. Oh man! <laughs> so I never took it apart. <laughs> oh wow! But it it was, according to the glossary, uh, swooshable. Swoosh. What? A quality that allows a Lego creation to be picked up and flown around a room as the builder makes flying and/or shooting noises. <laughs> Love it! Awesome. <laughs> a key component. <laughs> Hmm. I'm trying to remember what it is the like the specific wording that you said Z that reminded me of this but there was an article I was reading um, it was written by a psychologist mm-hmm. talking about one of the things that was surprising about Lego and part of what caught my eye on this article was them mentioning the idea of a Lego cult is in no way exaggerated <laughs> it's like oh, man. that's what it says in the in the there's a little excerpt from the article but they were talking about the relaxation aspect of lego and how that person and and many of their colleagues kind of had gotten into lego as an adult because of that yep and part part of that owes to lego's construction itself it's really easy to put pieces together Mm -hmm. and to take them apart anybody in in this article they bring that up as well that it's very easy for children to get into because it doesn't require a ton of effort to put pieces together but you end up having something that's very sturdy and it's very simple to imagine ways to put pieces together or to take them apart. And it allows this imaginative play. And also, it's it's structured, as we mentioned. It's systematic building. But it's relaxing. Yeah. I mean, I, if I, as an adult, wanted to make something, it's like, cool, well, I have to buy some wood. Okay, fine. <laughs> that's, like, that's like my bricks, yeah. let's say. And yeah. then I have my tools, which, as in Lego, would be my hands. Mm-hmm. And in the real world could be, I don't know, uh, a chisel, a saw hammer nails screws like anything yeah but with lego there's a satisfying relaxing sense of 
these pieces have a way that they can fit together mm-hmm. always always it's not like how do the how do i do this you can try to think of what you want to build but like suddenly the barrier to entry is much lower and you can just work with your imagination and not against the harsh realities of the <laughs> imperfect world yeah yeah it's much easier to put two lego bricks together than it is to say i don't know cut some wood to make a frame yeah if you like i i value my fingers <laughs> and yeah, uh, you know that's i i can't think of a situation where i've like taken my hand taken two bricks and <laughs> you know crushed my finger between <laughs> two bricks as opposed to say a hammer and anything else mm-hmm. i think i've dropped a hammer on my foot yeah. which is oh, not even goodness. working with <laughs> it like if i drop a lego brick on my foot it's <laughs> like okay whatever um i go back to the um brick nerd and run down of all the all the people who work there um because lego is also like you can build a car and it's like a little car for minifigs of lego yeah. but you can also make pictures with it yeah like it doesn't have to be the one perspective uh and tommy williamson the nerd in chief according to his website used it as a teen as not only a hobby but a filmmaking tool yeah Hey. They can like stop motion animation with it. Mm-hmm. I was actually thinking of that uh, white, the white stripes, stripes video. Yeah, in <laughs> love with a girl. A yeah. notable, uh, notable appearance of Lego in pop culture. <laughs> I mean, this was long before we had the Lego Movie or the Lego video games. Yeah. Wait, mm, there were probably Lego video games, but they wouldn't have been very good. We're talking <laughs> like two thousand one. I think Lego Island existed. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the really basic ones. But it's just a juggernaut now. Oh, man. Lego has, like, not even the bricks, but, like, the look or the idea mm-hmm. of. Oh, man. Lego Island has existed since 1997. <laughs> what? <laughs> that game was not as good as I remember it. <laughs> Apparently, they do have um, digital, like, digital planners, digital. There's There are various apps that you can use to create Lego constructions digitally. And I guess sort of figure out in the virtual space how things will fit together instead of just sitting down, getting your bricks all out, and just sitting there for hours trying to figure out which piece should go where. Well, if you're a builder and you're making your mocks, yeah, you want to know what pieces you're going to have because you can just go to, um, is it BrickLink? I think so. Like, like you can buy any individual Lego piece if you want. Yeah. So if you're working on something and you 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 just need like one little piece. Yeah. You know you gotta know ex- you gotta you gotta know exactly what you what you want. You're basically making a Lego set, but like for yourself. Mm-hmm. So that means if you wanted to like build something that somebody had built on ideas.lego.com and it didn't get finished then you could just seize a design and then buy all the pieces. <laughs> yep. Uh, ah, yeah. so great. Gosh, I don't know. I'm going to build a Tachikoma. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I don't know how many, you know, how many would, would ever require like brand new pieces to be invented. Probably not a lot. There are a lot of pieces, uh, under parts on Bricklink. It lists 45,151 items. Wow. What? You can probably find what you need out of that. I hope so. Uh, 
coming back to the why, I have a potentially controversial opinion. Ooh. I can't wait. Perfect. Oh, I, oh, you guys want to hear it? Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Boo controversy. Boo controversy. Um, one of the whys of, of Lego fandom might be actually the intersection with other fandoms. Okay. Yes. I think that's a modern phenomenon, probably ever since Lego has licensed things like, I don't know, Star Wars, Harry Potter. Mm. Um, we have a Lego Batman movie, which is oh, a Lego perfect uh, yep. indication uh, I, of that. I think even Indiana Jones has Lego. Yep. yep. Like, probably. after that licensing thing, uh, there was like a slew of Lego games, which are actually very fun. Like, prior, yeah, after the 2000s, after Lego Chess. I loved Lego Chess. I learned so much about chess through that game on my crappy old computer. <laughs> but I, I think that one of the reasons why people are fans of Lego as an adult is because they can actually access other fandoms. In fact, many of the mocks that I've seen have been things in other fandoms. You know, like this is a Star Wars thing that I've made. I've made a an AT-ST that you couldn't buy a kit for. Yeah. Or an, an AT-AT before those existed. Yeah. Or a giant mech or a Gundam or a Tachikoma <laughs> or Ghostbusters. It's happening. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> I think there there might be something to that. But at the same time, I would say if you're an adult fan and you're getting back to Lego, I think you're getting like, I definitely think that the IPs helped people to get back into it, helped to make a lot of uh, fans who are in their dark ages, full fledged AFOLs. But I don't know. I don't know if like new people, if kids picking up Lego, they're huge fans of Star Wars, they get like ray speeder or the millennium falcon or one of those sets i don't know if that necessarily transfers into a love of lego because like you're building it in the case of kids getting these ip sets you're building something according to instructions and i mean like yeah as a kid i got a lot of sets where i would build according to the instructions and then after a while you know maybe i'd take those pieces and build something else but I don't know. You're not like a Harry Potter set is way more specific than a generic castle set or a generic city set. So there mm -hmm. there are still those infinite possibilities of the brick, but they're also much more narrowly focused. So you're getting more specialty pieces. Yeah. Which that are not as uh universal. Yeah. And I mean, I don't, I don't know too much about the uh, the kinds of bricks you get in sets. Well, sticking with the Harry Potter thing, I imagine that the bricks you get with that set would be fairly, you know, fairly generic. Probably just a lot of gray bricks for the walls, and maybe the odd the odd chair, a uh, little little minifig of Fox and Dumbledore and Harry, and probably <laughs> Snape. Sure. But for something like the Millennium Falcon, those pieces would be, I imagine, would be really specialized like, to make that shape and all the curves and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Well, it's like do, you, like, do you want it to look exactly like the thing or do you want it to be Lego? Well, it would Why still... Why not both? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it would still look like Lego. But, I mean, if you... Yeah. People have made the Millennium Falcon out of regular bricks, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And one thing that's interesting is that, it's, is that Lego's actually gone the other way as well. 
Oh, yeah? There's like a Bionicle TV show. Oh, yeah. Isn't Lego Bionicle rights. slightly different from Lego? Oh, man. They're made by Lego. It's from Lego. Like, it's okay. they invented kind of their own mythology. Mm. That they're like their version of action figures, basically. Yeah. Okay. I, I, they're weird little, like, ball and socket toys. Hmm. Yeah. But you can pull the so- the ball, the arms and things out of the sockets to plug into other Lego Bionicle pieces. But you can't, like, build on them. Okay. Yeah. They're different than Technic. Okay. Yeah, so I remember Technic. They're, like, customizable action figures, then. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. Okay. Yeah. And they got their own story in, in Joe and properties and everything like that. So it goes goes the other way as well. <laughs> Do we go to a fan of the week? Yes. Yeah. All right. There was this article that I read called Adult Fans of Lego. Why Lego is fun at any age. And I thought it would be, you know, just kind of like a, a fluff piece. Just talking about some Lego fan. It's a really interesting story about... A fan of Lego that I would not expect. Um, an adult fan of Lego. It says, Dean Nicholson is 46 and Shelley Timpson, otherwise known as a brick bunny, is 36. They're bonded by their passion for the plastic blocks otherwise known as Lego. There's 25,000 more adult fans of Lego just like them across Australia and globally there's around 250,000 people in the adult mm-hmm. Lego community. Mr. Nicholson and Miss Timpson often go to AFOL meetups run by fellow obsessives around the world. Ms. Timpson says, It was an amazing experience to discover that other adults were still interested in Lego. There's that thought, Am I the only one out there? Says Ms. Timpson. When I did find that there are adults doing displays and building with Lego, it was a bit like coming out of the closet. It's one of those things you sort of go, Oh my god, there's a whole world out there. I'm not strange. I'm not alone. I'm not weird. So it's been quite a relief. I don't go a day where there isn't Lego in my life. Mr. Nicholson suffers from a hereditary condition known as Charcot-Marie-Tooth disease, which can affect strength and coordination. So I had to look that up because I had never heard of that before. Uh, It is apparently a a bunch of inherited disorders of the nervous system that are characterized by progressive loss of muscle tissue and touch sensations across the body, Mm. and it is currently incurable. It affects 1 in 2,500 people. Um, so that was interesting, but it adds context to the next part, which is despite the challenges of his condition, Mr. Nicholson says it hasn't stopped him from building things with Lego. Lego only goes together in a precise way, which means that the lack of coordination has no bearing upon my ability to make stuff out of Lego, says Mr. Nicholson. It wasn't a single point that it turned from hobby to obsession. It took a few years. I would think conservatively, I would have 200 or 300,000 bricks available in my own personal collection for building with. And that's still expanding all the time. Rob Deacon started an AFOL meetup group where grown-up Lego lovers come to construct their heart's content. Mr. Deacon says AFOLs tend to be in their 30s when they start to build large-scale models. Lego to me is everything, says Mr. Deacon. It's great brain activity, it's so relaxing, and it's been a great way to meet people of like minds. Think of it like soccer. It's a major movement around the world, and so naturally. There are lots of adults that are still into it. And to win respect, every AFOL must learn to speak Lego fluently. There's a large glossary of terms that make up the official AFOL language. Yes, Gino, Jesus knows what this is. <laughs> For example, 
Dark Ages means that period in a LEGO fan's life when he or she sets aside LEGO in favor of school dating motor vehicles and other non-LEGO pursuits. Oh, so that is <laughs> that is cast in stone. That's like yeah, that's apparently from it is something. well known. Uh, Sigfig translates to the minifig version of a LEGO fan that he or she uses in online communities as an avatar. Sigfigs may or may not resemble the person physically, as LEGO fans used to interacting with each other online discover at LEGO conventions. Snot refers to studs not on top, a building technique that places LEGO elements on their sides or even upside down to achieve the shape or structure the builder wants in their creation. And the list goes on and on. But it's not all fun and games, though. There's more than 150 huge international conventions every year that AFOL work months prepping displays for. Sometimes there are even cash prizes to help AFOLs with the purchase of the expensive bricks. Building with LEGO can be extremely competitive, says Miss Timson. There are some who, there are some out there who are just out to one better other people. That's got to be like an Australian thing. I've never heard one better. <laughs> uh, it's finding new uses for old pieces, which more than anything, it's a real buzz to sort of get that and go, oh, I can do this. There's a lot of talent out there. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that was, that was like, a cute little thing. Cool. Yeah, a good story. I thought it was really cool that um, that person, their love of Lego wasn't impacted by their disability. No. Yeah, not hampered at all. No. Which is really neat. Yeah, so that's the, the fan of the week for this week. All right. Mm-hmm. And with that, we swiftly move on to the spotlight. Uh, staying in the Lego world. It is BrickRecycler.com. So, from their website. Uh, BrickRecycler.com accepts donations of new and used loose Lego bricks, figures, and sets. Simply put them in a bag, then in a box, and ship to us via UPS Ground or FedEx Ground. And they have more packing tips on their on the site. Uh, did you know Lego pieces are not marked with a recycling symbol and are a mixture of Type 7 plastic and other materials? If you dump them in the recycle bin, your city will need to sort them out and then just dump them in the landfill. Unfortunately, most thrift shops end up dumping these unless they're in complete sets in the original box. Many other nonprofits don't know what to do with the mixed stuff. We carefully sort Lego brand pieces to match the type of pieces with what happens to be needed at the time. Wheels, space theme, robotics. We prepare them to make them available to kids and clubs who can enjoy the thrill of these pieces for the first time and find those missing pieces they are longing for. They just shipped off 130 pounds to kids in Haiti, uh, orphanages in Zimbabwe, Mexico, Honduras. um, And and if they don't donate Lego directly, they will will sell it and then use it to um, do things like uh, send financial help and needed supplies to flood victims in San Jose, which they just did. Hmm. So they make good use of Lego that may just be sitting there in the closet that you don't know what to do with and and cannot be uh, disposed of properly. Um, in addition to that, they also have all kinds of uh, environmental concerns that they're also um, working towards. So yeah, BrickRecycler.com is where you can find all that stuff. They are located in uh, California. That makes so sense. Uh, <laughs> in terms of shipping, keep that in mind. <laughs> but uh, it is uh, if you have if you have Lego you're not using, uh, please send it to them as they can make use of it. Yeah, cool. That that reminds me of a quick bit of trivia. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Lego is investing a ton of money into making more sustainable bricks. They're oh. investing mm. about one billion, I think, DKKR Danish Kruger, Kroner, Kroner, Danish Kroner. Yep, they sound like two donuts. <laughs> I know, uh, but one billion Danish Kroner into using more sustainable materials by twenty thirty. Oh wow! Yeah. So maybe in the future we'll be able to recycle yep. bricks. Mm. They could also just like. Uh go to a candy store 
and uh, you know, get some <laughs> get some of those uh, edible bricks and just you know take some scientific oh, no. samples and uh, synthesize that material. You know, I mean, uh... or or they could do what the original creator of Malibu Stacy did and uh, make uh, make their bricks out of dried onion meal. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Fantastic. Um, well, you're—you <laughs> might have some time as that dried onion meal can get pretty chewy. So you may want to head over to Patreon.com/slash the Nextcast, where they can do what? Tea. Well, first and foremost, you'll get to see every single update that the Nextcast has to offer. That's right. If you wanted to see all the different things that we produce, that is the Fanthropological, which you're listening to right now, Fanthropological Arcade, our uh, YouTube Let's Play series. Um, the race against time all of the major updates to those things go there and more importantly than that that is the place where you can go to support the next cast you can make a pledge a monthly pledge to help out the next cast any amount like we are happy for every dollar that can be contributed and that money goes directly towards helping us out with producing the next cast primarily that helps us pay for the hosting costs but it also helps us to do bigger and better things. It helps us to get to conventions to interview really interesting fans. It helps us to produce more episodes of the shows that you know and love, whether it be Fanthropological or Fanthropological Arcade, or things that we haven't dreamt up yet. Whatever. That is the place where you can support the next cast and help all this cool stuff happen. That is patreon.com slash the next cast. Our plans for the future are darn near Machiavellian. It's all circles within circles. So you pay that, you pay $1 and you get inside and see see what's what's ticking in our brains. Other than that, you can check us out uh, at the next cast on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. Um, iTunes are also on there. Please uh, subscribe so this gets dropped into your feed on Friday as soon as it comes out. And then uh, please leave us a rating or review. Let us know what you think so we can uh, get more people coming over and uh, and uh, hearing what uh, hearing what we're saying and also you know like helping us to improve the show. Uh, and if you have any topics you'd like to hear us cover on this show, please send us an email, nick at the nickscast.com. Yeah. And you can also join in on the conversation on Twitter by using the anthropological hashtag. That's hashtag anthropological. Like anthropological, but with an F. Yep. Because <laughs> we, we, we aced, we got honors in anthropology. But we failed spelling. No. <laughs> we got an F in spelling and we put it at the beginning of anthropological. Yeah. <laughs> As always, thank you everyone for listening and we will talk to you next week. Next week on Anthropological, hop in the totally custom made nitrous added Lamborghini of the information superhighway Linux as we talk about its fans and its cultural impact. That's ridiculous. That could never happen. It's. I don't think it ever will. Mm, no, no, probably not. Um...
The worst part is I can't <laughs> wink on on microphone. What, what would a wink even get in there? Like, get in there. <laughs> Just imagine I'm winking. Uh, All right. This week, <laughs> that's how this is going. This week, I'm gonna wrap it up. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. I'm petering out a little bit. <clears throat> I mean, I feel like we have a lot of, of, of bits, and we're getting like. You know, we can talk about it after. We're putting bits. them together to make a. <laughs> Actually, because this is this is fun. I think that's exactly what's going on. You know how in the Lego Movie, mm-hmm. how like you have all the master builders yep. together, and the one from Cloud Cuckoo Land or whatever makes like a rainbow style thing, and Batman makes a Batman style thing, and Spaceman makes a space style thing, and they all try to get them together, and it kind of works. Yeah, but but then like they go underwater and there's a leak. <laughs> Guys, we need to make a bunk couch. That is what I'm saying. We need to not go underwater. <laughs> oh yeah, that 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 would work too. <laughs> okay, that's for outtakes. I just thought of that. That's yeah. fine. All right, wrap this shit up. Wrap right. this stuff up. All right. That's it. Right. That's all Those I need are the words. That's it. That's all that had to happen. <laughs> Overthinking, okay. overthinking it. Overthinking yeah. it, yep. Uh, okay. Um, the week after this is Linux. And that's magic. So there's not going to be any fun magic plugs for the next week's episode. It's going to be with Linux. All right. Yeah, man, I don't even... Next week on Phanthropological, sit down with your favorite penguin. Start programming in the OS. That's operating system. Because we're talking about Linux. Penguin thinks the only thing I have. (laughs) (laughs) Next week on Panthropological, chill out like a penguin, because we're talking about Linux. (laughs) God. Next week, penguins, because why not? Penguins. Penguins everywhere. Next week, you may as well listen to the next cast, because you're compiling your OS, (laughs) and we're talking about Linux. I don't know, man. Some of our compile. I use Linux, but I can't think of anything clever. Next week, you can build your own custom Nixcast OS, but it only serves up podcasts. <laughs> that that uh, wasn't very good <laughs> Next week, there are many operating systems in the world, and Linux is one of them. <laughs> Going for the straight man. <laughs> that is as much as I know. Yep. And the penguin. Of course. Next week on Panthropological, Lubuntu, Zubuntu, Ubuntu, we've got them all because we're talking about Linux. (laughs) We are not experts on operating systems, but next week we are going to be talking about fans of Linux, uh, the cultural phenomenon that it is in the information technology world. And so you can hear that next week. I don't know. We don't do. We don't usually play it super straight. Next week on... It's Linux, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what? Next week. Next week on Phanthropological, hop in the totally custom-made, nitrous-added, Lamborghini of the information superhighway, Linux, as we talk about its fans and its cultural impact. That wasn't... That was all right. I don't think anybody... They call that a little... This little thing I like to call good enough. (laughs) Yeah, that's fine. (laughs) I want to cut bait on this.